Hi everyone, welcome to The Human Show, proudly presented and supported by worldpodcast.com. Here we explore the relationships between people, technology and business. Join us on this journey where we interview anthropologists, other researchers and industry people from all over the world, from India to Kenya, US, Europe, to right back here in New Zealand. Hi friends, in today's episode we are talking to Katia Dumont, anthropologist, regional network organizer for Southwestern Europe for the BMW Foundation, and speaker at the Why the World Needs Anthropologists Regeneration Edition, happening between the 23rd and 25th of September 2022 in Berlin. We are happy to have Katja with us, speaking to her background and current work in community development. She speaks to her intent of contributing to the creation of safer and braver community spaces where relationships are anchored in trust instead of transactions. We also explore together several topics such as how to balance engaging in community action with the observer role, how to create space for flourishing futures for all. Lastly, as a speaker um, at the Why the World Needs Anthropologists uh, conference, she shares how she will be contributing to the theme as well as her advice and thoughts to those considering to attend. Listen to the episode to hear more about it. We are here today with Katia Dumont, um, social anthropologist working in community development, um, currently a regional network organizer for the BMW Foundation for Southern Europe, and one of the speakers of this year's Why the World is Anthropology uh, happening in Berlin on the theme regeneration. Hi, Katia. Hi, Karina. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have you here. It's always for me such a delight to kind of get to speak a little bit to some of the speakers at the conference and kind of like tease out of your little snippets of, of content to uh, to share with our audience. So um, now, thank you for making the time. Um, now, before going into the uh, actual uh, content of of what you will be speaking to. Um, I wanted to kind of land myself and our audience um, in your story and how, tell us a little bit of who is Katja, uh, the social anthropologist, um, and how did you come to do what you do and, and what, what drew you to, to be a speaker at the conference? Uh, first of all, I was really excited actually to hear from, from Why the World Needs Anthropologist uh, conference. I've been following the conference for a few years now, so it was uh, pleasure to to participate and be part of it and add to it. And um, I guess my my story starts well a few years back, but uh, mostly I, I was born and raised in in El Salvador, and that gave me I guess the, the curiosity that I always had as a kid, and uh, also moving and having the experiences of, with various. Uh, communities and and even traveling etc no, there was always this curiosity in me to understand why people behaved the way they did and the incongruences somehow no of of how we act versus what we say or what we think we should act um, and when I started studying when I started my studies I found actually by accident somehow a course in anthropology that I sat down in and the professor was there giving us a little bit of, of the broader context no, of what social anthropology means. And there was this particular um, reading that was called the Nasirema. 
And I'm not sure if, if you recognize this reading, but it was very much focused on a, it was an ethnography written, but from the Americans pretty much. And a lot of this reflection came out from this class of, okay, how do we understand our own societies? No? So at first this was, this was, let's say the first uh, touch point with me and anthropology. And then after that, I was like, oh, wow, this really brings no, a, a variety of, uh, of conversations and interests and, and questions that I have. Um, so I actually, I, I did my studies in the U.S. and then I came back to, to El Salvador because part of my work was, a, so part of my studies was not just social anthropology, but, also, but with a focus on international development. Mm. Um, and I came back home to start working in, in various communities around Central America, working with, with very rural, very local, um, on, a lot of excluded communities around a young potential, a young youth at risk uh, around violence, crime, and, you know, drug trafficking, whatever can break society up. We worked a lot with this this population in order to bring them uh, into a more proactive and, and citizen approach you know, into the creation of their own realities, as well as, as artisanal fishermen and a few other populations that uh, wanted and also needed somehow you know, this uh, social and economic development. Uh, this is where I started working with communities and really understood the power and the, the power of change really that communities can have and that we are part of those communities and how can we lever that change through communities no? and, and where we want to lead uh, the world pretty much or where we want, uh, or how do we want to live? No? And knowing, I think, Coming with, with the anthropological background, for me, that has always been the case, is that we can actually create our future. And of course, Margaret Mead is a big, you know, the big quote of Margaret Mead, if you think anything can change the world, actually a few group of humans can change it. No, And that has always been really my, my way of life and saying, okay, what is the world we want to create? And how can we as communities, because by individually, yes, we have leverage but as communities we actually have a lot more leverage no to to make this change happen the change we want to to make and so really this is what brought me in this process of community building and community weaving also and, and bringing together people uh, to create this change has been my uh, way of life or my my professional no I approach to creating change and, and obviously humans being a lot uh, of the reality but not taking into account a lot of other realities no and, and, and understanding that we live in, a, in an ecosystem and in a world that's not only ours but it's of many so how can we also change that perception no, of living in community and, and regenerating relationships earth etc yeah and um, what what made you, Katya, um, say yes to coming to this uh, conference this year? Like, what was the the kind of a trigger for your pool to speak here? Yes. So the fact that uh, the content is about regeneration 
and I think it's something that is becoming more and more important also uh, for the world we st- where, where we are at now, no, and, and for reconstructing uh, our relationships to each other, to oneself, and to nature. I think it's really important uh, this concept of of regenerate and understand. Um, yeah, where, where we want to go, no, and and build that. So it's really a pleasure for me to to be part of this conference. Nice. I um uh, I was listening to you talking about your um, background, and I um I wanted to ask a question because I'm I'm really curious. Like uh, looking into my own development in school as an anthropologist, I I um I also started working in development and community development when I graduated, but I it, it took me quite a while to realize that this too was anthropology because the way I learned about anthropology school is it's it's less about the active element of of supporting a group towards change and more like the the power of kind of like sitting a little bit in the background, observing or keeping that, you know, how Simel called it, like that kind of stranger almost position. Because that that I learned that that was synonym with my ability to be objective and to be a good scientist. So I had to struggle for myself for quite a while to kind of reconcile the active element of of being an anthropologist in the world. Um, I'm I'm curious, is that a process that you went through, or maybe you went through a different process? But I'm I'm just I'm just curious. Um, how did that journey went for you? Yeah, it's it's a very good question, and in fact, I think at one point I quickly realized after trying to st- be the back no and hearing mm-hmm. and listening and see what emerges i realize is that sometimes i am also a player in this world and therefore how do i balance that out no mm-hmm. in a sense that my energy also influences whatever is happening no and and we know that of course and we can say okay we stand back and we only listen and and observe and and you know analyze what we're seeing but how can we also be leverages of a change, understanding that the energy we bring into a conversation, into a space, into um, into a group of people also changes that, right? So so if we understand our own energies and our, our, our own responsibilities or the way we show up and how that influences the, the, the communities around us or the people around us or nature around us, then it actually, for me, it responds to it gives me also the responsibility, you know, of, of somehow uh, not necessarily being the center of attention, because that's never the intention of a community, actually. Of a community weaver, you're never the center of the attention. It's more like you're in the background trying to make these things to happen and for people to actually take things forward, no? So it's, mm. I see myself more as a platform, but a platform that I can actually uh, uh, impulse no and and i don't need to be the lead of any of this but i'm really just in the background but it really depends so my my energy does influence how the community also responds no to towards uh, what what they're building or what we want to build yeah yeah because you have also kind of from what i from what i gather quite a complex positionality right because you have the environment that you work for and then the community that you work with yes so so they're they're kind of like um two two uh different positionalities that have to at some form reconcile with each other um in in a space of value yeah and it's also it it was quite interesting because i so i started working with very local communities as i was saying and then i grew in terms of okay now it's a global community that i'm Mm -hmm. at actually at the bmw foundation it's a global community of 
what we call responsible leaders, so people in leadership positions trying to uh, make a more just and sustainable future. And but I've I've worked throughout my years and in, in my professional experience throughout various type of communities. And as I, I kept growing, I was also growing in terms of context, right? So I started very local. And at one point I was like, wait a second, but if we don't change the system or if I don't yeah. engage with the system, then this local is really um, removed, no? And it, and it stands within this system. So how can we understand the bigger system in which this local community lives in uh, that can also be influenced, no? And I think that's actually something that anthropology has given me quite well is this ability of systems thinking of understanding or attempting to understand let's say this bigger picture you know and and these categories and then the reasoning behind a lot of these um mm-hmm. how, how the system works that for me i i really come back to anthropology on that no of understanding structures and understanding cultural bigger structures that can give me not, not necessarily an answer, but a way in which to look at things, no, or, or to go deeper into some other things. Um, so bringing from a very community, and, and again into the the role we play within these communities, no, we are part of this system and we are part of this ecosystem, and therefore uh, we recognize we're a minuscule part of it, but it's yeah. we're still there. And if we're talking more of us systemic level then it's easier as well to to remove yourself from the equation no somehow yeah and and i'm curious i have another question before going into the topic and it, it might be that 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 this is somehow connected but it might be also that it's not and um, I'm, I'm curious um in, in my uh, in how i've learned about systems um in my anthropological background it's, it's quite a very strongly anthropocentric kind of systemic perspective um, how, how do you reconcile that with the kind of work that you do? Like, how do you bring the more than human in, into the into the system? Uh, from um, and but but maybe that's also my own ignorance. Maybe in the anthropological space there are beautiful theories or systems that acknowledge the more than human from a non-anthropocentric perspective, um, or, or or I don't know. How how do you look at that? Yeah. So it's a it's a really good question. I guess for me, there's there's a few things that we still need to better understand and it does speak a little bit to to what I want to speak about at, at the conference mm-hmm. it's more about we all play individual roles of I guess no but there are definitely some things that uh, we need to deconstruct individually to construct as as a community and then there's definitely the sense of okay if we uh, are in this Anthropocene world, no, and the future we want to create is different than the, to the one we currently have. What do we need to take into account that we're not thinking about today? And by this, and and we're seeing it clearly right now, right, with climate changes. How do we take into account our relationship to Earth and rethink what we've currently been doing in order to uh, make that change happen? Yeah. And, and um, I, I had just one comment uh, because it really made me think. One of my favorite anthropologists is David Miller, and David David Miller, before becoming an anthropologist, I think he was an archaeologist, or he started as a kind of an archaeologist, and he wrote this book, which one of my favorite books um, called Stuff, in which he kind of deconstructed the relationship that we have as people with 
with objects. And then as part of this 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 uh, book that he wrote, he kind of contemplated on the relationship that that also academically and theoretically we have with objects and and then how it, it's such an unequal relationship of power there that we also look at objects of something that is dominated that doesn't have effect um, over us um, but it's something that we possess that we dominate we infuse with meaning we anthropom anthropomorphize so we don't really uh, explore the other way. We don't really start from opposition. We kind of look at the objects or the world around you from a similar position of power. And then you assume that the object itself has effect and that it has a nature of its own, you know? So, um, and I think one of the things that draws me to other sciences and uh, this kind of like serendipitous intersections is that if you look at the world of biology, for example, or the world of quantum physics, then, and, and, and they kind of uh, they they kind of look at systems from uh, um, mm. not from such a strong anthropocentric perspective, you know. So they kind of yeah. invite you to enter other spaces of exploration of intersections um, with nature, with objects, with um, yeah. I, I still feel like the the way I kind of work, the way I get exposed to anthropological theories in my work, it's always from this kind of anthropocentric lens, you know. The world around you is there to be utilized or treated or extracted. It's it's not. Um, I found very little spaces of of theoretical inspiration on on a system level where nature is seen as your counterpart or partner instead of something that is dominated. You know, but um, oh, I, I've spoken too much. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, it's actually yeah. very interesting. Biomimicry, for example, like for me, mm. it's biomimicry. You no, know, and I'm really getting yeah. into that as well it's like okay how do we and it's true i think anthropologically we've been taught to listen to humans and observe humans right yeah. and yeah and 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 understand their relationship to others yeah. right others being objects others being yeah. nature others being and uh, it's also understanding i think what's in with biomimicry it's more so for me that big difference is not just understanding the current situation but how do we change the current situation to the situation we want to get yeah you know? and, and and there is a space of uh, if you call it hope or if you call it a uh, molding or if you call it being part of that energy that changes uh, our relationship towards the future no even yeah um, so. yeah yeah that is beautiful biomimicry, right? You kind of look at system in such a, in such a, it invites you in a different space of theoretical contemplation. I love it. I don't know exactly. if you know. To, of, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Not to listen to, to, to nature, no? And I think that's something that, as you were saying, I mean, anthropology, we don't have it as much, but more and more so, I have to say, I've, I've read a couple of, of theories as well as to why trees uh, how do trees feel or how does forest feel? There's a big um, yeah. book no, and around how can we actually get into those spaces and 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 fuel somehow no, our, our own uh, perceptions or our own theories with others, as you're saying. I think it's, it's, it's natural and it needs to happen in order to understand bigger this, this complex system. No? And, 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I always think that one of the gifts is, is speaking to other scientists is is kind of this invitation that you have in, in, in other spaces of, of meaning making, you know, like uh, their their uh, theoretical foundation is built uh, on other premises that they're not, dif- they're not, they're just different. So entering kind of like the space where you try to look at the world, your own world from the perspective of a philosopher or a biologist or a environmentalist, then you kind of get like, uh, I think more mental flexibility into how you um, stay uh, vigilant with your own constructs, you know, um, that inform your own discipline. So, um, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful, Katya. The 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 kind of the, the kind of work that you do. And I think what you just said is why I really like communities, right? Because you bring mm-hmm. together different different people from different, and in my case at least, in my experience, I've brought different stakeholders, different people into a same place, and therefore this uh, exploration and curiosity can happen, right? And this learning and unlearning, because it's a lot of learning from others, from other perspectives, and therefore build something together that can entail various points of view. Yeah. Now, I uh, your your work sounds so fascinating, and I have like ten thousand other questions in my mind, but um, I don't want to hold our our audience longer. So, can you give me a little bit of insight into into the topic that you will be speaking to at the conference? So it it is around so that the the name or the title is anthropology and the regeneration of relationships in creating a flourishing future, and it's a lot around uh, what type of future we want and how do we build that together but also what needs to be rethought somehow no and and in order to achieve that future together but also um, from a bmw perspective from a bmw foundation perspective how do we uh, work towards that no so not just as individuals how can we create this but also as institutions how can we create these Mm-hmm. The space for emergence for a flourishing future for all. Yeah, and and can you share anything about about this type of work? Like maybe anything like an example or a challenge or what what's what type of kind of a tangible thing that you will be touching upon to kind of give a bit more substance? Or of no? course. So within the foundation, there's a few ways in which we work one of them is this community building of of what i mentioned responsible leaders and how do we really go down into building relationships much more uh, from a trustworthy space and less from a transactional space so yeah. how do we build a different type of relationships and what does that mean no uh, and, and is that between the yeah, sorry, is that between the foundation and the community or inside the community between the members or both maybe? It's mostly between the members and with the foundation, of course, because the foundation mm-hmm. also plays a role in, in creating this space and also being part, again, of this energy you know, that we know that we bring into the table. So, um, but uh, uh, And then in terms of, there's a lot to do as well with, I think, storytelling and what Again, what is the future we want to create in order for us to create it? But not only in a in a rational mind, no. But how do the phenomenology of this rationality that we always bring, no? That how do we actually embody the change that we want to have, and what does that mean? 
and also in and within the foundation we work a lot actually with with uh, social enterprises and also uh, people working within sustainable cities so mm-hmm. how do we work in those programs to support this regeneration as well of, of earth pretty much or yeah and what kind of geographies will you be sharing cases around katya what 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 is um so we work globally mm-hmm. uh, but uh, i am mostly involved in in the european context however being latin america i always have one one foot in in Latin America as well, but in general, the the foundation work is globally. Yeah. Okay. And and Katya, tell me, like, if if somebody like listens to this and is kind of interested in in joining uh, and hearing more about the work, what what kind of like questions would they have in mind? Like that you say, you know, uh, if you're interested a little bit in in in, or if you're struggling with this, like this 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 work will actually help you, give you more insight, more inspiration. What what type maybe? So work at the foundation. Now, yeah, the, the the topic that you will be touching to, I, I can imagine that there might be anthropologists or, or ethnographers out there in the kind of struggling within the same space of, of, of community building. Um, can you kind of imagine what type of struggles would that be, that 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 your kind of um, content would help them, would inspire them in the direction? Of course. So I think it really touches upon how to create safe or brave spaces, safe spaces, brave spaces, how do you uh, relate to each other? What type of stories? What type mm-hmm. of questions should we be holding, no, in order yeah. to create? That's a nice one, huh? If you struggle with kind of like how do you approach uh, the building of trust, um, and how do you facilitate the building of trust or inspiration or storytelling, or you struggle with inspiration exactly. or storytelling? And um, now that's uh, then and come, especially yeah. getting the different stakeholders are now feeling welcome so mm-hmm. again talking in anthropological terms no how do we bring mother earth into the table and and speak to her as well no and and really just trying to understand the different things at play and how do we relate to recognizing all of them and and playing with all of them somehow no and and, and understanding all of them yeah in order That's... for us to all be involved yeah i understand and um, why, why, why should I mean? I'm, I'm kind of now slightly moving towards the end of, of our conversation. For for those of our listeners that are kind of like still doubting if if they want to come or not to the conference, what what do you think would be an advantage in in kind of uh, attending the conference as a participant? I think there's definitely a lot of inspiration. I think it's a great space to, if you are an anthropologist, to look at people like you that are doing beautiful things out there and and really applying this and having these beautiful conversations and deep conversations as well as to purpose and where to go and and you know what what to do pretty much uh, and also if you're not an anthropologist and there is a lot of knowledge in this group of people I think and and very diverse knowledge as well so just bringing an open mind to a conversation and curiosity I think is is a great way to show up Nice. And if you can do it online as well, then that is that is great. Even if you're just a little bit curious of, of what happens in the world, I think, or in regeneration, then there's a lot to to say. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Any any other thoughts or comments? Or what 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 would you like to kind of share with with our audience? No, I think uh, keep on doing the the great work 
you're doing and um, definitely keep a keep a curious mindset. I think that would be the Thank you, Katya. And um, really looking forward to seeing you at the conference. Me too. Thank you, Karina. Thank you for listening, everyone. Follow us on our social media channels and look at the show notes for links to our speakers' work. Join us next time for more interesting conversations.